Welcome to the inaugural Undisclosed Disclosure Podcast. Uh, I'm Bino. I'm JP. I'm Chimp. I'm Cuts. And, uh, you know, today, this is something that we have been looking forward to for a long time. And I think that uh, this is going to be a good opportunity for uh, you guys, our listeners, to get to know us a little bit better. And, uh, you know, we kind of hope to hear from you guys and uh, figure out what we're what our main topics are going to be from here on out. Exactly. Yeah, so we're starting this podcast and we have no idea what we're doing, but uh, we're giving it a go and uh, we'll see how you guys like it. Yeah. You know, you might call this a trial episode, but we hope it's funny. We hope it's fun. We're going to have some great conversations here. If we keep at least one laugh, though, if we get one laugh, we're, we're keeping with it. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, one is our For every laugh we get, that's another episode. There we just get a lot, a lot of laughs. In. So, to, to, to kind of run through our game plan, uh, we have broken this up into three segments. So, uh, our first segment is always going to be something that's uh, more of a recent topic that we want to discuss, uh, and then we'll go through that, give our opinions, and then uh, uh, in the future we'll have uh, one guest caller uh, every, every week, and we hope that those guest callers uh, will provide some context, uh, some insight into what we're doing. And then uh, the final segment is our undisclosed stories, uh, where we'll just kind of go over the some of the crazy stories we've had from our time in college. We're we're four college kids, uh, so we'll go over that. And uh, luckily today we have a we have a, a a pretty good story coming from the chimp over there. Um, exactly. So we'll be hearing that later. And uh, just to kind of start us off, we we're kind of talking about like what a podcast actually means because there's a lot of podcasts out there. And there's a lot of shit on a lot of podcasts, and people still listen to it. I mean, it, like mundane topics, like, oh yeah, I guess what I got from the grocery store today, and I can't think Glenn will actually listen to that stuff. So, well, they may do. There's people, you know, maybe at least three. You know, why is that? What makes a podcast worth listening to? So it gives us a chance to kind of have a platform and bullshit for ourselves and see exactly. And you know, we're gonna be bullshitting, but we hope to talk about relevant topics. You know, yeah, because. Uh, some podcasts are centered around history, educational topics, and I want to discuss that, don't you guys? Definitely, yeah. I think that what we talked about is going to be pretty wide-ranging, uh, and then maybe at some point, if we really enjoy a topic that we discuss, we might uh, hone in on uh, one subject matter, if that's what fits us, but in the meantime, we just want to have a conversation, I think. Exactly. Yeah. As everyone... Uh... Got anything to talk about? I mean, I, I guess that we've got, we, we do have, I mean, what is a podcast? Why have podcasts become so popular in the modern era? Well, people have nothing to do. Yeah. They don't like listening to music. Well, you know, I think some podcasts could be compared to like a radio talk show. And because those were quite popular for some time, didn't you say? In the car. Yeah, in the car, sure. But now radio, in my opinion, is starting to die out. Not just in my opinion, but statistically. It's moving to digital, so a radio show is now a podcast. Especially with big companies like Spotify taking over and kind of taking over the radio scene in that matter. Exactly. So, I mean, I also just think that people like hearing a real conversation. Sure, uh, especially if it's relatable. Uh, what are your guys' favorite podcasts? Well, I guess I'll say Lex Friedman. I know that's a bit different and i don't know how big he is i think he's a pretty relevant podcaster but he was this ai researcher 
out of MIT. And I don't, I think he still does research, but he really doesn't talk about his own research on his episode. He just has a lot of cool guests on every week and he talks about a wide range of topics. Many people compare it to Joe Rogan, but I'd like to think that he has guests on that are much more scientific in nature. I enjoy hearing about the future, upcoming technologies, and hearing about that from real scientists, real established people in the academic world. Yep, very good. Very well said. What about you? Uh, I don't listen to podcasts that much, but I guess I listen to Joe Rogan the most. And then uh, I listen to some like science podcasts too, like uh, the Hu- Huberman Labs and uh, it's a great one. And like comedy, like Dio Vaughn, I listen to a lot. It's hilarious. Um, so just kind of random stuff too. History podcasts sometimes. That's true. Yeah, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I said Joe Rogan when I do, but I'll say no. <laughs> miscellaneous stuff that i see on youtube and whatnot like shorts i get like the clips of it i don't know like yeah, yeah. history you know stuff that's interesting exactly yeah you know yeah to, that was stimulating recently i've been, I've been listening to uh the, the kelsey podcast uh new high it's called the new heights podcast uh it's you know just two really funny guys jason kelsey and uh travis kelsey talking about football uh life everything and uh i especially on car rides i i've been a big listener there's jason kelsey uh he's the center for the eagles oh is he brothers with uh travis kelsey yeah yeah so they have a podcast together it's really funny uh i've enjoyed it yeah so uh, just got a question we were talking about before this podcast even started rolling and then we were talking about it we're like hey this is actually kind of an interesting topic so I was talking about how there is a girl from my high school who started doing MMA fighting. <laughs> uh, Beto asked if I could beat her ass if it came down to it, and I really don't know. Like, I don't know how good of a MMA fighter. So we're talking about what would be your best female celebrity matchup in an MMA? <laughs> I don't. First of all, I think she would. I think she would fucking be great. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen her fight. Like, she's smaller than me. Red, red. She probably got muscles. She knows more technical skills as far as... She's got quick hands. Yeah, I bet she does. She's just not slow and lumber. Not that you're slow. Yeah. So I actually I actually think I did find mine. I, the, the one celebrity that I think I could beat up is Honey Boo Boo. I thought... I think I could fuck her up. Is she still like ten years old? In a while. Is she still young? Let's say like young. <laughs> when she let's go. When she yeah, was like six three two twenty. Yeah, my uh, my counterpart would be Honey Boo Boo if she was five years old. Oh, back. Yeah. I think get bad done. Yeah. Take it to the house. We're saying maybe Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, <laughs> Oprah. Serena Williams would be a good match. Yes. Oh no, I don't know. No, I Serena would lay us. We would all be knocked down. Yeah, I think well, I'm so. curious. I'm gonna look up how much she would like run up. So, how much would you guess that Serena Williams weighs? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess 195. Yeah, she like looks like she's like I'm almost an odd build. A one one eight. It's like she's only one. That's got it, man. She knows that. There's no way that I weigh more than. <laughs> I mean, she's probably not that tall, but she looks. Just... All right, all right. This is actually shocking. Guess how? Guess how heavy Oprah Winfrey is. We're in the top hundreds. Maybe. 
That's what you would think. I was guessing. Oh, so lower, lower. No, 120. 150. 149. 49. That's got a I weigh a pound less than her. That's she probably take. She's 5'7. And how much? She is, uh, are you, are you trying to find her BMI? No, it's just, <laughs> one, yeah, 150 pounds. That seems a bit unbelievable. Yeah. Let's see what her height is. I think, I think she's pretty short. Okay, so uh, Oprah's she's five, five seven. You could shake us, Oprah. Yeah. Probably not much of a fighter, but like Serena, she's a lover. Serena would ask one up to you and be like, <laughs> and then you just go fly. Not you know, tennis. Lewis got some boss. Because it has to be It's got some width to that. You'd be like a sidearm pawn. Yeah, just do the same motion as she swings a tennis racket. Just like swing out like a four-handed That's right. Yeah. All right, so this is a question for the cuts over here. What's a tougher sport, uh, golf or tennis? They're both mental games. I would say golf because tennis, you're playing against one person, and that person can have a bad day. But like when you're like playing golf in like a golf tournament, like the field never has a bad day. Like when you're trying to win a golf tournament or a tennis tournament, like... Tennis tournament, like, there's more of a chance that, like, you get someone who's, like, not out of their game, or, like, you get someone who's not as bad, but, like, golf, so, like, it's always going to be as good as us. Would you say that's toughness overall, or more so maybe mental toughness instead of physical toughness? I don't know, because not to say that... Yeah, it's definitely mentally, I mean, it's just, like, golf is just, like, it's so easy to, like, ruin, like, it, all it takes is, like, like, two shots, three swings to, like, ruin your whole tournament. Like, right. it's just, like, tennis, like, it's, like, a slow, uh, it's, like, whoa, with tennis, I would consider it a miracle game. You're losing slowly, like 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 golf. Like, it can be going perfectly the whole time, and then like all it takes is like two three holes. That's true. Yeah, like tennis, like I don't know. Okay, yo, I, think, I I don't. I personally don't have much experience playing tennis or golf for that matter. Although I was with Chimp recently <laughs> over the break, and Chimp and I we went to the tennis courts and we were just messing around. We were having fun. But we fucking sucked. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to speak for you here. We were terrible. The ball was going left and right. And you had to run across that court so much to get the ball. And after five minutes, I was huffing and puffing. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of golf, I don't think you would be panicked. No, it's not a physical sport. Oh, yeah. There's no cardio. No, it, 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 golf is all mental. It's all fully a mental sport. I mean, like, you have to walk. Like, it's like you're, like, walking. You're out there for five miles. Like, that's not what's hard. That's not, it's, that's not why the game is tough. Right. But it is interesting because a lot of you golfers are getting a lot more shit. It's like no, yeah, yeah, because because you have you have to hit it long. Yeah. So you have at like getting in good shape actually helps tremendously with the golf game. Yes, because I mean you need to hit the ball long. That's just like a fact. Like, what's your strength? You like like yeah, like literally just like getting stronger. Like that's that's everything. That's literally like. It's a huge like if you hit the ball thirty yards further, like if someone like hits a two seventy versus three hundred, like that is a massive difference. Having an eight iron as opposed to a pitching wedge onto a hole, like that's so many strokes. And like they've done so many studies, I was like, you have to be longer. Like yeah, so yeah, that's why everyone's been bulking up because gotta get speed. Fair enough. Never really thought about that. Yeah. I also, I feel like physique like helps a lot too. Like your physique is like perfect. Yeah, no, they say, they say if your arms for me and stuff like that. They say if you're over 6'3", you should hit it far. Okay. Yeah. Like, no matter what your swing is, like, how big you are, it's just, just because you're that tall, you should be able to have, like, a long enough swing that gets, like, it should create enough speed. But, yeah. Yeah, I played with, uh, my brother knows the kid who plays at Notre Dame, and he's, like, not big at all. 
and like I played with another kid, like they they both play in college, and like they're both small. Like one of the kids is like five seven, like hundred and forty five pounds, and he hits it so far by me, it is unbelievable. Like yeah. he gets, he probably like I think he gets up to like hundred and sixty eight, one seventy ball speed, and he's like a little guy. Like like and like that's why he's good. Like that's like he's able to be good because he gives himself chances on every hole because he has like wedges in on every hole. So yeah, Kidney Long, that's the name of the game these days. Well, now seems like a good time to introduce our sponsor, um, Cute Cuts Golf. Uh, you can find them on YouTube at uh, Cute, C-U-T-E, uh, Cuts, C-U-T-Z, 1940. Uh, we appreciate their continued support in this process. Yeah. They've been monumental in helping us get this podcast rolling. So want to give them a quick shout out. Yeah. Yeah, great channel. They also have a TikTok goes under the same name. Really? Yeah. I think it's oh no, it's Cute Cuts Golf. No space. Okay. Okay. No, I played a golf match, I think, over the summer and you know how sometimes they pair you up with a random person? Yeah. And so the person they paired us up with had Parkinson's. So every time they drove the ball, they would like stumble back and almost fall over really? every shot. Really? Well, so like every shot we thought this dude, he's probably like sitting up gonna fall over. Really? And he's like, he's like, no, no, I got it. Like, he refused help. Like, he obviously has done that before. He's strong. And he probably beat you. Was he I mean, he was decent with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, or this player. There's one time he literally, like, tripped into a bunch of rocks and, like, almost fell. But he, like, caught himself if it's. And I'm thinking, like, if we weren't there, like, this guy just goes out and does that. It's kind of the beauty of golf. Yeah, not by yourself at any time and just play. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. A nice solo round is good for the mental health, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, any round, really. Certainly. Well, on that note, not really on that note, just going off of it a little bit, should we just take a couple minutes here to re-solidify what the undisclosed disclosure is all about? Uh, do you have some stuff to say, Bino? I think you may have some notes. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah let's, let's take a moment. Okay. I think that, that would be positive. We, we can just cut this out, right? Yes, that's fine. I'm sorry. I thought I thought um, I wanted to talk about. No, we said we should cut. One person. I thought we wanted to talk about the prevesh excitement. We're saying we're talking. Oh my bad. But the site all cut out. Actually, no, no, this is good. Um, so now that we're back, we kind of want to go over the premise of you know what what we're doing here. Um. We want this to be, you know, some sort of, first of all, I think we want this to be a real conversation between friends. I think that that is the most important thing to all of us. Uh, but we want this to be, you know, some sort of mixture between serious topics and humor. I think that that's uh, kind of the people that we are. And I think that that is how we can really connect and give you guys, our listeners, uh, a positive listening experience. Um, and... And a lot of us have, you know, diverse views of the world. And I think that we want to find a way to have fun while working through some serious topics. And, uh, I mean, I think that one thing that sticks out to me is all of us have conversations all the time where we're like, holy shit, like, I wish that these were recorded. Yeah. And that there was, these could be moments of the podcast. So... Uh, I, I think all that's important to us, and 
And I think that we also kind of want to share some of the uh, amazing stories and experiences that we've had over our lifetime. Um, and I, I would say beyond that, uh, this this first episode is really about us just giving a brief rundown on what this podcast will look like. Um, and again, as I said at the, at the beginning of the podcast, each episode, our plan as of now, and obviously this is subject to change, we, we kind of want to talk about one primary topic, usually about uh, something that's going on in the world, technology, sports, uh, and, you know, any topic. And then, uh, and then I think the segment that at least most of us are excited about is the is the guest caller. Exactly. You know, I think that's going to be awesome. They could bring in something humorous to the conversation or something educational. It's going to be, uh, you know, a diverse space of potential callers. And actually, hopefully, one of you listening could be the next caller, you know. Um, we'll, yeah, we're not fully booked. Not yeah, we're both check, right. Yeah, reach out if you want to be our caller. Be our first guest caller. Our first guest caller. We're a little low, a little low on funds right now. So couldn't hit <laughs> anyone else besides us for a talk. And spot <laughs> We cannot pay any guest caller to come on. No, no, they all refuse. If anyone wants to volunteer, yeah, even a volunteer. In fact, we'll pay you guys. Paying the first guest caller five dollars. We don't have funds. We don't have anything. We don't have five dollars. Whatever it contributes to the first guest caller. Whatever money we make from the. From our first episode, we'll be doing them to you. <laughs> the goal is to keep making money after each episode, and then we keep getting better guest callers. So at first, we're gonna get you. It's gonna be kind of lame because you're just a random person. But we're gonna build on top of that. We're gonna go to semi-pro athletes. Then hopefully, we got real athletes. Maybe we'll get messy on in a few years or so. City politicians, we're looking to addition. And I mean, like. Just to be, just to disclose everything, uh, you are not going to make more than 16 cents off of your call, but we'd, lo- we'd still love to have you. So our installer is going to be lucky if he gets 16 cents. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be great to hear your voice and get some opinions. It would, yeah. Thank you for considering. Yes, thank you. We, we have to build your collar. They yeah, can so. We turn into fans. We, uh, we need some sort of following. We need it early. So <laughs> we have merchandise going out. Yeah, we, have, we have crew necks, what, crew necks, hats. Yeah, I think there was a... Pants, shoes. Yeah. Shoes are good. We have the logo at the bottom of the shoe. Yeah, it's really cool. But it I get dirty, so you got to watch out for them. No, it's still good. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that goodie bag might be our first... Why does it might be our first listen? Some toothpaste. <laughs> I'll hop right now for the toothpaste. More uh, clarification for the viewers. So <laughs> bag, yeah. Or not. We, now, we have a listener. Pack of cigarettes. Let's just let's just appreciate the the listener that we have. She's listening right now. She will be a listener. Oh, good. Did she tell me on? Not today. 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 But uh, so next uh, one one topic that we had kind of talked about. She probably a bit over here. She probably. Uh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, the first caller who calls gets to choose what the goodie bag is and will receive that goodie bag. Me. Mainly, we all stress consider it. Yes, it will be considered. We'll bat it down out. Yes, we'll talk about what you said. Exactly. So one topic that one topic that us three kind of went into a couple of weeks ago uh, was the World Cup, and obviously, right now I feel a little bit late to start talking about that. But 
you know, it seems like it was a pretty controversial thing. Very controversial. I mean, many different aspects of it were controversial. Uh, I don't know. What do we start with? I mean, so in terms of construction, okay. Um, God, the media, and who knows if this is true. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we can trust our media as much as we once could. But, uh, but the media is saying that over six thousand five hundred people died in the construction uh, of like, yeah. building the stadiums. I was reading about that result, and you know what Qatar is saying. What are they saying? Only four hundred people died. Well, that is. Wait, what number did he come up with? So the the media is saying six thousand five hundred, and yeah. Qatar is saying four hundred. That's their official state. We watched that video. Remember what was the number that they put on? It was a big. It was over six thousand. Yeah, so four on that. Yes, even four hundred would be insane. Yeah. Uh, and you would expect. Okay, let's just assume that Qatar is lying here. If they actually had four hundred people died at the very minimum. And, at the very minimum, if that was the true maximum, they probably wouldn't even mention that they had people die. So the fact that they came out and said that four yeah. people died, you know. It's probably in the file. At the very least. At the very Yeah. Right. So, like, the fact that they admitted people died to begin with is a crazy concept. All right. So so here, I, I, I recently watched an interview from uh, the World Cup chief. His name is, uh, I apologize to you, sir, if I get your name wrong. Uh but his, it's uh, Nasser Al Qatar. Okay. But what he said was, death is a natural part of life. Really? That he used that in his defense in that statement. Yes. That's absolutely insane. What? How is that? That's it. That's okay. It's an excuse, right? I mean, it is an excuse. But how could you actually logically use that excuse in this statement? No, you're just like saying it's okay. So yeah, you will die eventually. Yeah, so a thousand of them died of natural causes. And what? They would have died. So not to play devil's advocate, but oh, let's do it. Can, can we also talk about how, like, and let's not delve deep into this topic, but I thought it, you know, like obviously a lot of people died due to COVID, but sure. but a lot of people died in a car crash and they just happened to test positive for COVID at the same, at the same time. And that counted as a COVID death. Sure. So that's 6,500 number that the media is saying that we, we need, right. I need to reduce that by a little bit. Okay. Sure. I mean, so one of those persons on their way to work to build the stadium, they got into a car crash and died. Yeah. Hypothetically, they got marked down as a construction death. Exactly. That's very plausible. I'm sure that did happen a few times, but, you know, how many car crashes actually occurred during the construction? Yeah. You know, you know I'm thinking, like, at least the stadiums were really nice. Like, if the stadiums were shit and that many people died, that would be the realest. Sure, sure. But if you look at it from a utilitarian perspective, those deaths, were they were they justified because of the beauty of the stadium? I say, it's serious not. No. Well, probably not. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. The fact that it was guitar too is just a crazy. No, exactly. Shouldn't yeah. Well, I mean, like the FIFA president got paid oh, millions and millions of dollars, and then now he's in jail. Yeah. And so okay. Well, so they're coming after these people. Yeah, that's good. So okay. So I guess this leads into the next question, which is: Is the number of lives lost worth the economic benefit that they gained? I'm having the World Cup there. No, because Qatar is already doing 
phenomenally in terms of economics. I mean, are they? I don't. I believe they have so much money there. Yeah, first, I mean, do they just have like? But they have so many. Do they just have oil money? Yeah, I would guess so. And so maybe they're looking to diversify. Now they have tourism coming in, but did they really need that? Also, one thing I'm really curious about is like the fact that this World Cup was so strange in terms of like what happened, where it was, the amount of death, the politics with it, and the fact that it was, I think, the most watched World Cup. It was. And, you know, probably the most interesting World Cup there was in terms of like the results and, you know, Messi won, everyone wanted Messi to win. It's like, how did that? How did the environment stack up to such a crazy story within the actual play itself? I don't know. You might say it was a lot of chance. Just a bunch of chaotic factors coming in. Yeah. Just happened all at the right time. Yeah. I don't know. I would say my biggest takeaway from the World Cup is that I like beer. (laughs) I like sex. Yeah. And I like women. And I don't know that I would quite fit the expectations that are set by Qatar. Exactly, because was beer involved in the World Cup? Yeah, so beer was actually banned two days before the World Cup started. They said no beer can be allowed in the stadium. Right. They had, like, wine, right? And no. Sweets. And sweets, they had, like, wine or something. I didn't. Sweets were allowed to have wine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But not beer and sweets. Well, I mean, like that's only sweets. Like, that's not even considering, like, the average fan. Exactly. So the average fans got in what sense is wine more acceptable than beer? Because wine does have a higher alcohol percentage. Well, you'd have and the beer is lower class. I think you'd have to look at it in terms of the culture. You know, does Qatar are they a culture that consumes a lot of beer to begin with? Well, I think alcohol is more alcohol, isn't it? Alcohol is. I'm not sure. I haven't done my research here. I mean, I know other Middle Eastern countries do drink. Yeah. Yeah. And just a little disclosure, anything we say is not subject to complete facts. Yeah, absolutely. We think it is in our minds, but obviously most of what we're saying is subjective, so don't hold us on anything that was... Yes, yes, definitely want to reiterate that. We are bullshitting. Yeah, I'll say my shit. So I I do want to bring this up, um, because honestly this... So to the listeners, I'm from Kansas City, uh, Missouri, so I, I do want to want to add that context so something kind of close to home recently happened it actually in uh in qatar during the world cup um uh, so something that i want that i would like to talk about um is there's this reporter from kansas city uh born and raised kansas city uh and he he passed away of a heart attack uh during the world cup okay so and out there, there's some speculation that he may have been killed. Um, and his brother is his brother is gay, right? And he came out and had this. He wore a rainbow flag on the first day of the World Cup. Okay. So, do you guys think that there's a chance that foul play was involved? Oh, a, a little bit, at the very least. I think I remember seeing this in news. Some Kansas City reporter was that reporter at. The world yes and his brother was there as a fan and the reporter was so, no the, the brother was not there it was only the reporter but he came out and was saying that the qatari government was ridiculous for their anti-lgbtq okay. he made statements about that and then shortly after he had a heart attack yeah well i would say there's definitely a good chance 
I would say considering just how sketchy the uh, guitar uh, couple was to begin with in terms of like how the fact that they even got it and other factors, I would say, yeah, it's likely something was. But wasn't there another reporter that had something happen to them as well? Like shortly thereafter? Yeah. Before that? Uh, yeah, I think there makes sense that two reporters there. Sure, there was a lot of reporters there, but, um, you know, they both had some injury or some bodily issue and they just died when they got Well, at the end of the day, I think it's odd for a 42-year-old man to just collapse exactly. on I mean, with the CIOB. With, where did it collapse? He collapsed on the field. Uh, I don't think it was on the field. I think it was in one of the press boxes. Okay. In the press box, as reported. Yeah, that is very odd. But, you know what? I like, I don't think we're ever going to know because, uh, because you know who's doing the autopsy? Qatar. Really? So, who would have thought? Yeah, that's true. Just to kind of go off of what we were talking about at first, uh, I'm looking at a picture of Serena Williams right now. I don't think there's any chance she's 150 pounds. No, she's got to be. She's got to be more. Yeah, 180. Yeah, to kind of go off that too. Like, if you're a big celebrity, I'm sure it's pretty easy to kind of div- divvy up the uh, Google search results in terms of like who you are. But how to think so? Yeah, don't you think like if you're like say Serena Williams and you want to seem lighter than you would be online, like what would you do to make? I think he'd have to go to a PR for some representative for you, and you'd have to pay him a lot of money to put out stuff that would change the Google search results. Yeah, like would you talk to Google himself and just pay money to change it? Uh, Public has a different perception. Maybe that goes on, but I think Google's stance is that they don't, you know, manipulate the data they don't change the search results and that's like against their policy and obviously no they obviously do but i think when we're talking about celebrities i don't think google messes around with that i mean really google's incentive to make a celebrity way lighter yeah because another thing i was looking up is like messy and his height because like you look at messy on the field and it looks really short and then if you look up his height he's it says he's like what five seven yeah, five seven. It doesn't he look a lot shorter than five seven on the actual screen? Maybe he's surrounded by talent. Call. But I guess there's. I think right. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's comparative, especially against like the Dutch team. <laughs> it's like one of the tallest all trees in the world. Yeah, I think it is the tallest country. Well, on average, yeah, for men. What's uh? What's this is very random, but what's China? Um, rank in? Are they typically taller? Was there a shorter? Maybe I figure. So we're sure. I'll look it up right now. Like China average male height. Yeah, I'm very curious. I'm not that curious, but it says the average male height in China is five feet eight. Wow, five eight. Okay, it's in the U.S. Yeah, what is the U.S.? I would guess like I'm gonna say Babylon. Yeah, I would say five ten. Five ten point five. Rich meal. It's uh, it says about five nine. Wow, five nine. But it is a very mixed society. Like, there's a lot of different types of people. Yeah, that's true. But then, if you look up like uh, Netherlands, what's it like six average five? male height? I would guess six feet, six one. Really? It says uh, hundred eighty three centimeters. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I can't do that conversion in the calculator out. 
It's uh, approximately six feet tall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Approximately like five. It was like shit a lot of six didn't change. Or six change. Okay. But, I mean, speaking of China, I think that right now seems uh, like a good time to move into our final segment of the day. Oh, yeah. Our undisclosed disclosure story. Uh, and today, uh, the chip will be uh, will be sharing a wild story that I'm very excited to hear again. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll go to him now. All right. So, yeah. So this story is about me going to China. Um, I think this is summer going into my junior year of high school. Um, so I went with two other uh, American buddies and then my Chinese buddy at the time. We'll just call him X for now for the podcast. And uh, what's funny to even start the story, at first I wasn't invited. And then I heard two of my best friends were going. And I literally went up to X, you know, call me a douche if you want. And I asked him if I could go. And he's like, I'll think about it. And the next day he's like, yeah, you can go. So there's four of us going to China. Um, so his father lives in China. His mom lives in uh, the U.S. And um, his father is a very, very wealthy businessman. Um, he owns factories in the U.S. He owns factories in China. He literally showed us around villages he was making in China. Making villages? He was making, like, suburban, like, Americanized villages in China because China is either, you know, it's either the city or it's either very rural. So it's, like, one of the two. There's not a lot of suburban spots. Um, so the big story is um, he had a lot of money. He had a personal driver, personal chef that would take us around obviously the driver would take us around chef was would make us food and um on the way back he gives us each uh a bag and he doesn't speak english so my buddy x is translating everything from him and he basically says hey thank you boys thank you guys for coming i really appreciate it um give this back to paul when you're in the states um so he gives the three of us brown bags and um so we're like what the fuck is in this bag and we go past security whatever and we look back at x who's going through security and he's got a solid gold bar that he's bringing past security and we're just like all right if he's got a solid gold like gold bar like what the fuck are in these bags wait wait now so this gold bar it was just out of the open for yeah he was did. just moving it past the chinese security okay in china then uh but we're gonna light to the u.s no i mean it was like so nonchalant okay and then on the plane ride back we each like we're we're curious so we look in the bag and we have i believe 200 100 dollar bills in each one of our bags so each one of us is carrying twenty thousand u.s dollars and Benjamins across the border and we're like holy fuck like what the fuck and we were about to land in the U.S. and we get these U.S. custom cards and they're like check here if you have over ten thousand dollars in cash with you so I go to my friend X I'm like hey like listen we all have twenty thousand dollars in cash that's like eighty thousand dollars uh, we're moving across the border. And granted, we don't know everything that X had and X's mom had that we're also going to the U.S. And he's like, oh, yeah, we do this all the time. Just don't check it. And I'm like, all right, man, like, I won't check it, whatever. And so 
I'm like sweating bullets at security, but they don't question us. You know, we're some white kids, whatever. Okay. And um, he comes back to my house later that day to pick up the money. And I was thinking to myself, like, should I just take one $100 bill, whatever? And I'm like, oh, that is not worth it. Like, I don't want the Chinese mafia or something like that. Yeah. So that was absurd. And then I started to think, like, you know, maybe that's the only reason he brought us to China to begin with, was so that we could money mule basically for this big Chinese billionaire who's moving a bunch of funds across the board. Right. So, so, so do you think it was like a money laundering scheme or do you think it was more of like a, you know, he's trying to get out of taxation type stuff? Well, that is money. I would guess it's, he's avoiding tax charges is what I would guess. But there are like a lot of, a lot of sketchy things like, He's just a really prominent name. Like, there's a picture of him shaking hands with the Chinese president that X was showing us, and definitely some sketchy factors too. So it was U.S. dollars. It was U.S. dollars. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's that's a wild story. Yeah. yeah. But in the big picture, you know, eighty thousand isn't that much money. I'm surprised, especially to someone like him. Right. So I'm surprised he gave you that much. Well. And then also, didn't he pay a ton of money for you guys to go have fancy dinners and stuff like that, too? Yeah, the only thing we paid for was our uh, round-trip flights. And so besides that, yeah, like fancy dinners, like meeting, I guess, probably pretty prominent Chinese figures. Um, We had a driver that would drive us around. We golfed in one of the nicest golf courses in China with caddies. So So overall, how much did he pay for you guys to a ship ton? That's really hard to put a number on. Um, I would say maybe 10,000. I really don't know. So the golf is probably like more than like 25. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so hard to put into numbers because it's like a completely different country. Yeah, and I have no idea. I mean, but that $10,000 is probably worth it for him. Yeah, it may be so. Yeah. Which makes me think, like, if that was the only reason he invited us was just the money. Yeah, right. Oh, did you not question X? Like, I mean, I... Well, I did. I'm, like, closest with... Yeah, we were just like, you know, what's up with this? Like, he's like, oh, you know, we do this all the time. Whatever. And, I mean, I'm a nosy person, but if I was in that situation, I'd be like, X, where the fuck is this going? What's what's going on? Yeah. And the fact that he picked up the money in cash, like, later that night the same day like obviously it's a lot of money but yeah. Yeah. Huh. you know that's quite the story i could say if ever had anything like that happened yeah another funny story when i was in uh so when i was in china it was crazy because x his family was from a rural town outside of uh Zhuang, which is near beijing but it's one of the most polluted <laughs> cities <laughs> One of the most polluted cities in the world. And uh, he literally threw us a 4th of July party in this small Chinese village. And there would be, like, old Chinese men with their shirts off, like, shooting bootleg fireworks for us. (laughs) They were playing music for us. Like, everyone was surrounding us, like, just taking pictures of the white kids. Like, everyone wanted to play me in ping pong. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty good. You're good, though. Yeah, you're good, though. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when when you were there, were uh, were all of the uh, Chinese taking pictures when they saw like a white person? Oh yeah, like especially when we were in the rural village that his family were from, they were literally all circling around us. That's crazy. Yeah, and taking pictures because we were like the only white people that they saw. So yeah, wow, it was great. That's cool. Yeah, another quick story. When I was in China, I, uh, me and my buddies got machete swords at a flea market, and we're like, we're trying to ask them if we could get this Chinese sword through train security. And of course, they don't know what the fuck they're saying there, so they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. So oh, this, when we're trying to go through train security, the first guy's machete in his bag gets like taken out and inspected. Everyone rushes to us, like all the security. We basically get sent to like a security center, like detainment. We're detained and we're waiting there for like an hour. And afterwards, they're just like, yeah, we realize American customs are more relaxed. So we're going to, you know, get you off the hook for this. But if you were a Chinese, like you'd be in jail right now for having a sword. For having it. Well, yeah, it's a machete sword, granted. Like, I'm sure, like, wouldn't you think that knife crimes are pretty bad in China since they yeah. have gone? They t- I will. I will say this story for another week, but I have an eerily similar story. Uh, it didn't have to do with knives, but... Uh, what, mushrooms? I'd say about... Might as well just say it, honestly. And uh, we have time. What's the one last story we got? Um, so when I was when I was actually in... Uh, I was in Europe. Uh, an hour. Yeah. When I was in Europe, uh, after... So this was after my high school graduation. Uh, as... As a gift, my parents got me. Uh, they 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 funded a trip for me to go to Europe uh, for two weeks, just go explore, hang out, uh, see a bunch of different places. Uh, one of my one of my good friends, Logan, uh, came with me, and then uh, his girlfriend came with us as well. And uh, and then sh- I I was like. I was kind of a pain in the ass. I was like very like, I wanted things to go all right, and uh, she we we have been in Amsterdam, uh, and obviously like weed is legal there, and I I don't think I don't think I indulged while I was there, but uh, heavily indulged. Yeah, sure. And, so and. We are getting onto a train, and I'm like, "Hey guys, by the way, like, just so you know, I've read that they send drug dogs through. So if you have any weed on you, you should toss it, get rid of it." And and then she looks at me and she's like, "Yeah, we're all good. I, I tossed it." And then what do you know? We're I think we're going to Switzerland after. Swiss police officers come in with a drug dog on the train. On the train. It hits on it, it. It hits on her bag. Oh my god! And like they are like coming after us. Like they're they like they think we're like drug trafficking or something. So they're like passports, passports, passports. So we give our passports. They see that we are U.S. citizens, and then we're good to go. Yeah. They we- did not even search the bag. Or actually, no. That actually, they did search the bag and they placed it right back in the bag after. Really, they just didn't matter. They didn't care. Keep it. But 
we had uh, we had a guy that was sitting uh, sitting directly to the right of us that also the dog also hit on his back. And where was he from? I don't know. I guess it Nigeria or something. So he's African. He was African. He was African, and and it hits on his back. He surely not American. Would you say? Or... I guess that's hard to say though, because American. He's he speaks English. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they hit it hits on his bag and he is walked off the train in handcuffs. No way! Oh my god! Literally directly to our right. Did they pull out his substances too? Did you know what he had on him? I didn't even see because I was like so stressed out about what was going on. So I I honestly don't know. That's amazing. Uh, but I guess they just they just don't want us to like. They don't want to deal with the embassies, is my Yeah, guess. and also, I guess they just figure Americans are really dumb and dumb. Yeah. Better. I think that's right. Whereas, like, if, if you're foreign, or say African, for example, maybe no. maybe they think they're drug smuggling and they're, like, yeah, not as clueless. I don't know, though, but... Something to think about. I don't know, but it reminded me, you're sure, like, smuggling solid yeah. with a knife. <laughs> right. But... Wow. So only what happened to that guy? You think he got locked up? Probably not. Get fine or something. That's my guess. Who knows? I I don't know. I I don't know international law very well, so who knows what happened? But we do have a future lawyer in the room, so so maybe he can look into this and we can discuss it during the we can discuss it during law's podcast. He's the next podcast, yeah. But uh, I think that that. Wraps up what we're talking about today, and um, fun first episode. Say exactly. I wish we had our caller call in, but you know, next episode, next episode, my my dad's on board. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. We'll get Mister Bino in here. Yeah. He's all right. Grandpa Bino. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a great time, and we hope you're here for the next one. And we hope they find us in it as entertaining as. As we do. As we do. Probably not, but... And... Yeah. And as always, uh, this is an open invitation invitation for anyone to send in some topics that we... Uh, that, that you guys would like to hear discussed. We are down to kind of talking about anything. So, please send some stuff in. Um, and then... When you have a chance, please subscribe to our uh, to our Spotify. Uh, we might consider expanding to YouTube in the future, but uh, at the start, we're just going to focus on Spotify. Uh, that's that's enough technology for us to figure out. <laughs> that's quite a bit, but we can handle it. Yeah, try and just wait. Just wait. Could be a high class. But I do want to give the sincerest thank you to anyone who does opt to uh listen to this podcast uh and i think that we're excited for our next episode uh we might have a surprise uh a surprise podcast on friday night uh we'll see what happens we're gonna be a little bit more inebriated wait to find out all right well one last thank you and whoever's listening have a great rest of your day we're checking out hopefully someone's listening